for one thing, it doesn't sell. For another, it can fairly be said that it asks questions that it can't answer. It astonishes people with themselves, which, on balance, is rarely a good thing. It reminds them that the business of life is failure, and that the failure to know this is true ignorance. Maybe there is transcendence in all this, or wisdom in some of it, but Gene Paley didn't see himself in the transcendence game. Gene Paley was all for books telling you one or two things over and over again, but preferably only one. Selling, Gene Paley would say, is telling. I opened the manuscript again and reread the opening lines. On the 17th of May, 1983, I signed my application letter for the position of Acting Safety Officer, Supervisor, Acting Class 4-5, at the Australian Safety Organisation with two words, Siegfried Heidel, and my new life began. Only much later did I discover that Siegfried Heidel had never existed until that day he signed the letter, so, strictly speaking, it was an honest account. But the past is always unpredictable, and as I was to learn, not his least gift as a con man was that he rarely lied. Ziggy Heidel's point of view was that his 12,000-word manuscript, the thin pile of stacked papers on which he would frequently press down with his outstretched hand, as if it were a basketball to be bounced and put back into play, said everything that anyone would ever be interested in reading about Ziggy Heidel. My job as a writer, he went on, was simply to sharpen his sentences and perhaps elaborate here and there a little on his account. He said this, as he said so much else, with such belief, with such confidence and such conviction, that I found it very difficult to point out, as I had to, that his manuscript made no mention of his childhood, his parents, or even, for that matter, his year of birth. His reply has remained with me, even after all these years. A life isn't an onion to be peeled, a palimpsest to be scraped back to some original, truer meaning. It's an invention that never ends. And when I must have looked struck by his elaborate tone of phrase, Heidel added, as if giving directions to a public toilet, Tebe, it's one of his aphorisms. What he lacked in facts, he made up for with an understated conviction. And what he lacked in conviction, he made up for with facts, albeit mostly invented, and rendered all the more plausible because they were so lightly thrown up from an unexpected angle. The great German installationist, Heidel said, Thomas Tebbe. I had no idea what a palimpsest might be, or who Tebbe was, or what an installationist did or was, and said so. Heidel made no reply. Maybe, as he told me another time, we take from our past and the past of others to make ourselves anew, and the something new is our memory too. Tebby, whom I'd only read many years later, put it best. It may be someone else's blood soaking into the dust, he wrote, but I am that dust. I looked up. Out of interest, I said. 
Whereabouts in Germany did you grow up? Germany, Ziggy Heidel said, looking out the window. I never went there until I was 26. I told you, I grew up in South Australia. Your accent is German. Roger that, Ziggy Heidel said. And when he turned his fleshy face back to me, I tried not to stare at the small muscle in his otherwise puffy cheek that twitched when he smiled. A knot of tautness amidst the slackness. A single tight muscle pulsing in and out. I know it's odd, but there you are. I grew up with German-speaking parents and no one to play with. But I was happy. Write that. He was smiling. His smile, an undertow of sinister complicity. What, I said.